Hey, this is Lauren Gleason with another another episode of Lobby the Biz podcast. And with us today is State Representative Richard Nelson, represents parts of the North Shore District 89. Hey, Rep. Nelson. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. So I'm not sure everyone is aware, but coming up in September is National Literacy Day. And I feel like that's a hot topic, a buzzword, if you will, around the Capitol, around our state. Um, Reading scores coming out, they look terrible. We had a ton of bills filed during the session. It's a big thing going on nationally, but especially here in Louisiana, you know, as we're always ranked last. Um, I sort of wanted to have you on and talk with you. I feel like you had a lot of interesting ideas and initiatives and things specifically around literacy that you put forth this legislative session. And I just wanted to sort of pick your brain about that and sort of let you speak a little bit about what made you do that. Yeah. So, um, you know, COVID kind of rocked a lot of people's worlds, I think, especially when you have little kids. So uh, my wife and I, we have three, uh, three children, eight, six, and four. Oh. Um, and so the eight-year-old was in kindergarten kind of when COVID kind of came and uh, disrupted everything. And so uh, kind of like most of the country, I think, we kind of got responsible for teaching him how to read. And we we're, right. you know, kind of wondering where he was. And we had, you know, we've always read to him at night, and but we weren't super committed to saying, hey, it's our job to teach him how to read. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, he'll learn through osmosis and help him sound out words and stuff. Um, and so then when he, after that kind of happened, uh, we kind of um, just kind of experienced, hey, well, the challenges of teaching a young child how to read, uh, especially he was our first one, so it was our first time. Um, and then we actually moved him from, because of the COVID disruption stuff, we moved him to a, like a homeschool hybrid. Mm-hmm. And that homeschool hybrid was very structured and very... Um, uh, intense, I think. And sure. so he took a test to get in there and they said that he had been in like the 60th percentile hmm. in, in reading. We're like, well, I mean, we thought that he was doing great Fine. or everybody had told us at the other school that he was doing great. And, you know, our perception was like, it seems like he's having trouble sounding out words is what, you know, we kind of thought. Uh, and so as a result of that, in a couple months, they had a different curriculum and in a couple months he was reading great. Right. And so we kind of saw how do you teach him, you know, how you get him there. And it was a homeschool hybrid. So we were really involved, especially my wife, uh, and then we kind of dove into this whole reading, uh, this whole reading issue. Cause I, you know, if our kids having this problem, I figure probably everybody is. Right. Uh, and so I started looking at, you know, kind of how the curriculum is taught, um, you know, how it's changed over time and what's kind of the difference between us and other States. Uh, at the same time, I read this article in the economist about how Mississippi had, yeah. had just had stellar results really from some, around its literacy. Yeah, had some stellar results from the policy changes that they had done starting in 2013. Uh, and I was like, this is. You know, sometimes you, you kind of view all those things as kind of, uh, you know, uh, you're kind of cynical about it, right? Sure. Uh, but I looked into it a lot, and it turns out that Mississippi really had done it, um, and they really had improved significantly. Mm-hmm. And uh, the way that they had done that basically was a, uh, a slew of different reforms, but one of the main ones was that they said that third kids in th- at the end of third grade uh, would, would be held back if they, couldn't, if they couldn't read at the end of third grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was, I think, one of the one of the cornerstones of their policy. They did a lot of other things too, which I think we've done. We Louisiana has done um, a handful of those. Yeah, you know, absolutely. we've we've had literacy coaches. We've done this, you know, phonics based training for existing yeah, teachers. Science of reading. Science of reading. Yeah. So we have we've taken baby steps, I think, in that sure. in that direction. Um, but so uh, you know, I, I researched it a lot and found out that you know, really that third grade retention piece was a big mm-hmm. part of it. Uh, the other two bills that I brought besides that third grade retention bill. Um, one was a requirement that teachers basically be certified in teaching phonics. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was also something from Mississippi and other states that they had done um, that was successful in basic, making sure that teachers, when they come into the profession, mm-hmm. are you know have the skills they need and, and know what they need to know in order to teach kids, especially elementary school kids, Absolutely. how to read. 
And then the the third bill that I brought actually bans this. It's like called the, the three queuing system, mm-hmm. uh, which is what my kids had really been exposed to, where instead of trying to use kind of phonics to sound out words, mm-hmm. it teaches you to look at the word, look at the first letter, look at the context in the sentence, you know, look at the picture and guess what the word is and not sound it out. Even as an adult, that sounds very confusing. Yeah, well, I mean, kids <laughs> kids don't mind guessing because somebody will tell them the answer usually. Right. But the problem is it's not a good way of learning to read because words are infinite almost, yeah. you know. Uh, and I kind of had a different experience because when I was 25, I was in the Foreign Service of the State Department and I had to learn to read Russian. Uh, and you tell you what. Privet. Go, yeah. Oh, to blah, blah, blah. I don't know. My Russian's terrible now. Sorry. <laughs> That's all I know. I spent a summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Richard Nelson. No, but um, – yeah, I think that it it taught, you know, it kind of just shows you the symbols are all different, so you got to learn how to read, diff- you know, the similar way to what you do when you're a child, right? Absolutely. Um, and as a result of that, uh, you know, I, I kind of had a little bit of an experience. And, and so, you know, this phonics thing and the requirement and the, how mm-hmm. important it is kind of, uh, you know, struck me. And it seemed crazy to me when I started to look into it that, like, Arkansas had passed a bill banning these curriculums mm-hmm. that we use, this mm-hmm. 3Qing kind of stuff. Banning that stuff that we have here, and you're like, come on, guys, yeah, like we gotta, we, we gotta get rid of this. Yeah, no. Um, and so, uh, luckily, those two, uh, the teacher certification and that three queuing bill, both passed um, at the same time. That you know, right. the, my third grade retention bill failed by two votes in the Senate. It was like eighteen to fourteen on oh. the you know second to last day or something like right. that. So it was a uh, you know uh, it was somewhat of a, a you know letdown. But at the end of the day, I think we needed to have that conversation Absolutely. and. Uh, Events that have happened since then have, mm-hmm. I think, kind of hammered home the need to make big changes. Sure. Um, and especially when you're talking about things that actually work in a state comparable to Louisiana, yeah. it is about as apples to apples as it can get Absolutely. Mississippi. And I think, too, maybe I don't know if people realize this, but third grade, people are always like, well, why is that so key? That is also often a big testing year in English, ELA, what they call it. But also, a lot of people will say that's the year when it sort of switches from your learning to read and then you're reading to learn. And obviously that makes a lot of sense, right? If you can't read after third grade and then you're going on fourth, fifth through elementary and high school, then you're not going to be doing learning at your grade level. You're going to continue falling behind. And I think that's part of the systemic problem as well. But anyways, are you planning to bring some of those uh, pieces of legislation back, I hope? Oh, yeah. No, the third grade bill's coming back. Um, I think that it's, you know, people, uh, you know, some of the, the conversation that we had underneath, under when I was bringing the bill uh, was like, well, why third grade? Because really you learn substantively how to read kind of in first grade and everything. Mm-hmm. And really it's not a you're going to get you're going to learn how to read in third grade. That's not what the bill does. I right. mean, really what it says is we know this kind of hurdle is coming up. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, it means your kindergarten, first grade, second grade, you know, third grade teacher and the parents and the kids as everybody's on the same page right. of we need to achieve this goal, right. you know, before this time. Um, and I think that that is really why, it, you know, why it's been so effective in Mississippi and, and Florida was where it was copied from initially. And they've seen such great results. And if you look at states that uh, that have not only implemented this partway, right, like they water it down some, yeah. they put a lot of, you know, they put a lot of exceptions as to the kids that are able to get out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my bill did have some exceptions that were similar to Mississippi's. But uh, a lot of the states that have watered it down don't have the don't have yeah, the same results. You end up with a you know basically everybody just passing through, and it's not uh, right. not as effective. Right, and it so. really does need to be like you said. It's a decision between the parent, the teacher, the student. It's a it should be a, a group process as the teachers are deciding whether to hold back a child or not. Yeah, I mean it's it it becomes a situation where everybody has to work to fix this. Yeah. You know, as and that's really what you need. The teachers themselves. 
you know, they they can do their best. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the school systems, you know, the school system can set policies, the schools can set policies, but you need the parents and you, you really need the kid too. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it puts Absolutely. the kid puts the kid in the driver's seat. And I think that, uh, you know, that's why you've seen the results. I think in Mississippi, 8% or so were held back the first year. But one of the best, you know, really the best measure of success is that rate went down, you know, every year after that. And yeah. so, um, and then they were even able to raise the raise the minimum score so that mm-hmm. you had to actually score instead of like, a, it was like a two, you had to score a three on the test. Right. And so um, if you're able to continuously lower that, that shows that the policy is actually working. Yeah. You're not just holding kids back. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Rep. Nelson, for coming on. Really appreciate hearing your your insight and your passion for kids and literacy. And we look forward to working with you on this in the future. No, thanks for having me. Sure.